This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. You're listening to MLB.com Extras, brought to you by MLB.tv. It's baseball everywhere. Hey everyone, Tim McMaster here along with our MLB.com Rays reporter Bill Chastain. And Bill, really the uh, soon after we talked last week on the podcast, the Rays went out and made a trade. Um, they send away Jake McGee, something that was no surprise. We had kind of talked about that throughout the offseason, although the longer the offseason went, I thought it was less and less likely to happen. But they go and they get a little extra pop in the outfield, bringing in Corey Dickerson. Um I think a nice trade for the Rays, but it certainly sets up a number of outfielders. Now they have Dickerson, Kiermaier, Desmond Jennings, Mikey Matuk, who was up last year, Steven Souza Jr., you have Brandon Geyer. I mean, that's six guys I just rattled off. So what are they most likely to do now when it comes to all those different outfielders? Well, obviously your guess is as good as mine. They, they never really tip their hand. But I, I, I certainly think it's fair speculation that something else is going to happen. After the deal, uh, Matt Silverman said that if they got to the end of spring training and all these guys were healthy, they would have too many, which is pretty obvious. But, um, you know, I, I think right for right now they like having the depth, and they might take it take it for a little spin and see where it takes them. But, uh, you know, you, it's dizzying when you start trying to put together what scenarios, you know, might be possible. And, it, of course, a lot of these guys, some of them are out of options and, which could play in there as well. But uh, there are a lot of different possibilities, you know, in the outfield, which spills over into first base and at DH as well. Dickerson was obviously a need when you talk about uh, pop and power and, and the run-producing ability. So they fill that need, but they lose McGee. Now they have another closer in Boxberger, obviously, who was the closer last year. But McGee, an important arm in the past in that bullpen. So who kind of steps up and fills that role? Well, they do need someone to step up. But, you know, keep in mind, too, McGee didn't pitch all that much last year. Right. So they're pretty much used to, I mean, they have pitched in situations or gone into situations without him. Um, you know, Any Romero uh, showed a little something at the end. Alex Colome really stepped up last year in late-inning situations. And uh, Xavier Sandano, you know, could be there just as well. So, uh, and, and you know, early in the season, Steve Gelch was, was doing it. Um I think he got a little tired towards the end, but I think they have the candidates to do it. And, you know, the one thing to remember about McGee, and I think McGee is going to do well in Colorado. You know, a lot of times the speculation is, you know, the, the guys who throw curveballs and stuff have trouble getting the spin in that high altitude. And, you know, he's pretty much a fastball guy. So, uh, but, you know, you're trying to replace him. And, and who knows if I think any Romero, you know, pretty much throws about as hard as he does. Uh, but, you know, does it have the life? Can he keep the command that McGee had? That's that's one of those questions. And, of course, he's left-handed as well. One more question on the trade. Dickerson obviously injured most of 2015, had the 24 homers back in 2014 uh, in just 131 games. 
but a lot of that obviously at Coors Field. Is there any concern about how his numbers will translate into a new home ballpark? Um, you know, there there isn't anything like Coors Field. I mean, it's an offensive ballpark. Uh, talking to the hitting coach, he told me, you know, that you know he likes what he sees. Uh, he said that the you know, and he stressed that the Rays are pretty proficient as far as doing their homework on guys. So they're fairly convinced that he's going to be fine. Uh, hitting at Tropicana Field, you know, and obviously it, it might not be what it is at Coors Field. I don't think a lot of people would, would leave Coors Field and be the same, but uh, they, they like enough of what they see to, to have felt like, you know, they needed to pull the deal on this. They kind of felt like he was a uh, kind of a special player that was available. All right, Bill, for the second half of our podcast today, we're going to kind of play a game Basically, we're going to call it the Rays most likely to, and I'm going to rattle off a bunch of different things that could happen during the 2016 season, most of them accomplishments or or events, and uh, it's your job to tell me who the Ray is that's most likely to do that. So let's start on the mound. Who is the Ray most likely to throw a no-hitter or perfect game? Oh, I don't think I would surprise anyone when going with Archer on that one because uh, so many times in the past you've seen him looked like uh, he was going to do that. And, of course, he, he nearly did it against Houston last year, pitched probably one of the best games in the major leagues. So I'll go with Archer on that. All right, Bob, to the hitting now. And who's the Ray most likely to hit for the cycle? Uh, since this is kind of speed-based, I think I'm going to go with Kevin Kiermaier. He had, you know, look at all the triples he had last year. Uh, he gets a home run in there, and, and who knows what his legs can bring him. Yeah, it seems like the cycle always comes down to, to that triple, and, and that's the, the dividing factor between who can do it and who can't, barring some sort of flukish ball bouncing around in the outfield. But Kiermaier, definitely a, uh, a clear-cut pick on that Rays team. All right, well, on MLB.com, most people know we have what we call must-sees, and that's must with the letter C. The C can stand for lots of different things, uh, clutch, catch, uh, classic, all sorts of stuff. So... With that explained, who's the Ray most likely to get a must-see on MLB.com? Well, again, this is a no-brainer. I mean, you got to go back with Kiermaier again because watching him on a daily basis, he does it just about every night, maybe two two or three times a game. Uh, I've never seen anything like him, so he's my must-see. Yeah, and I don't have the numbers in front of me, the official stats, but I'm 99% sure that Kiermaier was the Ray's leader in must-sees a year ago, I think he had a streak of defensive plays there where he was collecting one must-see a week. All right, moving on. Uh, who is the Ray most likely to hit a grand slam? Hmm. I think I'll go with uh, Evan Longoria on that one. All right, and who is the Ray most likely to go 2020? Obviously now you're talking about the speed again, but with some power. I'm going to go with Steven Sousa on that one. Any particular reason you like Sue? You think he can get to that twenty homer plateau? I think he'd have a harder time getting to the twenty bases, but I mean, you know, yeah. he had a lot of homers last year in limited playing time. So, um, and and unfortunately for him too, that it's one of his injuries came right when he was finding his groove again. So, uh, I think it's very reasonable to think of him hitting, you know, mid twenties to thirty homers. All right, back to the mound. Who is the Ray? most likely to have the longest scoreless inning streak. And the first thing I thought of with this one was, wow, if you could go with a minor leaguer, Blake Snell went, what, 46 innings last year. But on the current uh, Major League roster, who's most likely to have the longest scoreless inning streak? 
Yes, if we could just pitch to single A hitters, right? <laughs> um, I, you know, who I like I like Jake Odorizzi. Uh, he seems to uh, sometimes really lock in. Uh, he's had some hard luck, but uh, let's go with Odorizzi on that one. All right, and kind of a similar question on the other side. Who's the Ray most likely to have the longest hitting streak? I like uh, the new guy, Dickerson. Uh, everybody says he's a professional hitter. I love talking to him on the conference call. He, he, he loves hitting. Uh, he's dedicated every at-bat, so uh, let's go with the new guy. All right, now for this next one, I'm going to eliminate Kevin Cash to make it a little tougher on you, but who is the Ray most likely to get ejected? Ooh. That's a hard one because I was going to go with Cash. Um, <laughs> I threw you a curveball. Um, uh, let's go with, uh, because he doesn't have a temper, let's go with James Loney. Okay, the, the least likely, but who knows, right? All right, um, up next, who is the Ray most likely to lose a starting spot in the rotation? And the Rays are interesting here just because they have so many talented starters that it makes this question real interesting, I think. Uh, of all the guys they have, despite the fact he did so well and they like him a lot, I would say maybe Erasmo Ramirez because uh, he might get put into the bullpen. All right, and who is the Ray, the who is the Ray's bench player most likely to snag a spot in the starting lineup? I'm going to go with Tim Beckham on that one. Yeah, that's interesting, especially with all the middle infielders they have there. But Beckham, so much promise uh, if he can put it together again, because we saw kind of the signs in 2015. I got one and, more. And, What's that? And of course, that doesn't and that doesn't necessarily mean that he's going to beat somebody out. You know, an injury could come along too. Absolutely, absolutely. Um, and then we're going to finish things off on a light note, Bill. Who is the Ray most likely to have Justin Bieber walk-up music? i got to go with Raymond, the mascot. <laughs> That's great. That You're the first one to uh, to go that direction. Most guys Although would... even, even, even Raymond might not go that low. <laughs> not a fan of, uh, of the Biebs, huh, Bill? Hey, he's not my generation. I understand. I understand. All right, that's going to do it for this edition of MLB.com Extras, our raised edition. Bill Chastain, thanks as always. MLB.tv Premium, the number one live streaming sports service, is celebrating 13 years. Watch every out-of-market regular season game live or on demand in true HD. Real-time highlights, live look-ins, pitch tracking widget, and more. MLB.tv Premium includes a free At-Bat 15 subscription. Watch live baseball on over 400 mobile and connected devices. Watch at home, in the office, or on the go. Every night, on every device. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Visit MLB.tv for details. Hey, Rob Bradford here. You guys know I'm always up for a good MVP story, and one of the best stories is Wasabi Technology. Wasabi is the world's hottest cloud storage company, and it's become the go-to provider for professional and collegiate sports teams, including 20 major league baseball teams like the Red Sox and NHL teams like the Bruins and Vancouver Canucks. Even the Liverpool Football Club is getting in on the Wasabi action. So why is Wasabi the MVP? Well, Wasabi was purpose-built to free businesses from skyrocketing storage costs and unpredictable transaction fees that the Amazon's 
of the world are charging. In fact, Wasabi is up to 80% less than those hyperscalers and doesn't charge a cent for businesses to access their data. From Wasabi's AI-enabled intelligent media storage, Wasabi Air, to the industry's only cloud storage service with triple protection against cyber criminals, data deletion, and ransomware, Wasabi's taking the lead in driving innovation in data storage and helping sports teams to unleash the power of their data. Wasabi, another Boston-based championship team. 